the city of 100 Hellos, Brooks, Alberta, Canada. This is the Global Village Podcast with Ahmed Kassim. Hello, I am Molly Douglas, Reeve of the County of Newell. We need your help. COVID-19 has hit us hard. We need to take a stand to fight this virus together to keep everyone safe. We ask that you take the advice of experts, wash your hands, keep your distance, wear a mask in public places, and follow all the rules. Stay home if you can. We all look forward to returning to some normalcy. Let's get through this together and do the right thing. Thank you. Welcome to a Global Village Broadcast. Uh, this is Ahmed Kassim, your host of the program. Uh, we do have today uh, Radet, uh, who is a very fine young lady uh, who goes to the University of Calgary and been here uh, since she was a kid. Uh, thank you very much, Radet, for joining us to work Global Village Broadcast today, and welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me, Ahmed. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Well, um, I grew up in Brooks. My parents, uh, I was born in a refugee couple in Juwiki, Aliate. Um, when I was one, we came to London, Ontario, and then we moved from London, Ontario to Brooks. And ever since then, I've lived in Brooks, but I moved, ended up moving to Calgary for university in 2017. That is fantastic. So, uh, Tell us a bit about Ethiopia then. Ethiopia, yeah. Ethiopia is a, a beautiful country. I've been there you know, quite a few times. I love it. Um, I really, there's so much culture, there's so many languages, there's so much history. I could talk about Ethiopia all day. And we would, we would get a quarter of the way through. Wow. So you want to touch base of where Ethiopia located and uh, the multicultural they have and... Uh, food and aspect and the tourism as well sure yeah um uh, ethiopia well it's located in the horn of africa and east africa kind of nestled between eritrea somalia and Djibouti, uh and sudan and um the culture is very there's over 90 dialects there's you know almost every religion you can think of is practiced in ethiopia there's the history goes back to you know um Back, the history goes back to the Abyssinia Empire and emperors, and yeah, the food is very similar to Somalian food, but it has its own spice difference. But yeah, it's, it's very unique. It would be hard to say. I, I, I can't explain Ethiopia in one way because I would be only explaining one culture in Ethiopia mm-hmm. when there's you know almost a hundred different cultures in Ethiopia. So, so they, uh, my understanding also, they do have a uh, 13-month uh, calendar, right? Yeah, their council right now in Ethiopia, uh, it is 2013. They run on a 13-month calendar where each day, each month is 30, 30 days, and then they have the 13-month, the, the residual days. So it could be six or seven days, uh, depending on if it was a leap year or not. And it's similar to the Mayan calendar, but a little bit, you know, a little bit different. Okay, no, that's very nice of you. And what about the population in Ethiopia? Uh, in Ethiopia, there's about 100 million people located in Ethiopia, and then there's millions of diaspora all over the world. Wow, wow, that's a big nation. And, uh, well, I think most yeah. of most people think that when you say I'm from Africa, they might think Africa is only one nation. Yeah, 
Yeah, a lot of, uh, I think the big issue with, um, you know, even understanding or getting to know people is for a lot of, you know, for a lot of people, I even go to school with some people, I really genuinely think that Africa is a country rather than a continent. And, you know, there's 54 or 56 countries in Africa, and it's really hard. You know, you learn a new thing every day. Like, I'm in a class right now where we're learning about African politics and African history and just to realize that, you know, there's multiple Congos, there's multiple Guineas, and, you know, without spending time understanding those things, you would never really know that. And Africa is so much more than what is it's perceived, you know? It's, uh, for a really long time... Africa is seen as like the fall is, is only thought of poverty, but there's so many millionaires that live in Africa. There's people driving Lamborghinis. They not everybody lives on in huts. Not all everybody, um, you know, lives in poverty. I think it's similar to America, where you know there's even people living in poverty here. But um, it is definitely you know extensive in Africa. But there's a lot of wealth and culture in Africa too. And there is also a lot of resources, minerals, and such. Pardon? There's also a lot of resources in Africa as well. Yes, there's, you know, there's mineral resources um, such as gold and, uh, you know, tantalum, coltan, uh, diamonds, very, very common oil even, especially in Nigeria and Western Africa, there's a lot of crude oil. Um, a lot of southern countries, there's a lot of minerals and, you know, there's a lot of um, disruption and violence that comes with those things. But I think that is changing. But, you know, Africa, there's this one, you know, I, there's this one thing about Africa that, you know, if you cut off Africa from the entire world, Africa would be more than fine and actually do better. But the, the rest of the world would be failing without Africa. Wow. Wow. I think that's, uh, that's a, something that, um, you know, most of the people are not aware of. Um, so I think yeah, yeah. to give them some indication on Africa is a continent which has 54 nations i think that's a good way to educate people yes and it's you know it's because of colonization and it's really hard african countries are still trying to become um their own you know they're still struggling to have good governance they're still struggling to become you know unified where the rest of the world didn't really have to go through colonization even though colonization happened it's a lot it's a much different scale um a lot of African countries didn't even become independent until 1960. 17 different African countries became independent in 1960. And, uh, yeah, it was, it's a lot of fighting for good governance. Uh, well, hope uh, one day uh, good governance and uh, human rights and all that will be uh, something that be part of uh, African nations. Pardon? Human rights, Africa. I just heard human rights to African nations. Yeah, uh, good governance and human rights and all that, I think, will be uh, something that uh, people are still learning in, in those uh, countries, especially the, the new ones that uh, become independent late, uh, early 2000 or uh, 2011. Yeah. yeah, so it's just, it's coming, it's changing. And also, many of the African uh, People who live overseas will go back to Africa. They will have. They will add also value to the system in Africa as well. Exactly. There's actually, um, you know, I was doing a. There's a lot of reasons why Africa is the way it is. 
One of them is neo-patrimonialism, which is similar to clientelism, where, you know, governments are focusing on creating a government, but they forget about the people. And so a lot of the people become disadvantaged. And humanitarian, and so they leave the humanitarian aid to, you know, different countries internationally, such as Canada, Europe, Australia, and America. And so you kind, you kind of have this disconnect. But I really do believe that Africa is on this precipice of change and, like, precipice of entering the world that the rest of the world is living in. Um, and you can even see that because of the billions of dollars that China is investing in Africa. It's really unknown, but, you know, foreign aid... And foreign investments are two different things. Um, foreign aid can be assumed that, you know, you're actually helping the country, but in reality, you're not. There's a lot of countries that get billions of dollars in foreign aid um, from America, but really there is no change. But the countries that get billions of dollars in foreign investment is when they start to truly change. And China's getting ahead of that, and they're really investing because they, you know, China's ahead of everyone. They kind of see something happening, and they want to get, you know, they want to get ahead of it. Wow. Wow, that's 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 a good information, uh, Radet. What can you tell us about your experience of moving to Brooks? My oh, my experience moving to Brooks. I love Brooks. Uh, Brooks is my home. I grew up here. There, I think there is good with everything. There is an equal amount of good, and there is an equal amount of bad. Um, when I first came and we first moved here, there was a lot of racism. Uh, we were the we were living in Queensway, and we were actually one of the first black families to live in the Queensway area. And it was, we ha- I had this one experience, well, my mom told me about this when I was really young, and the, the woman just didn't understand where we were from. So she brought, she bought a map, and she brought the map, and she was like, you have to show me what, what country you're from, I don't understand. And it was, it was a very big learning experience, but overall, I love Brooks. Brooks is an amazing city. Um, it was, it, it's really changed my life, and it's changed my family's life. It's given us all opportunities that we probably wouldn't have had. Wow, that's very nice of you, and I think that's a uh, good to know. It's a welcoming community, also. Yeah, it is a welcoming community. Just especially living in diversity, it's changed very ex- exponentially over the past twenty years. Um, obviously, you know, Ahmed, you've lived here longer than me, but um, it's it's changed a lot. But for me, growing up here and going to school here. And then seeing my brother go to school here, it's a completely different experience. And now you can, you know, you you talk to people from countries. Everywhere, like everywhere, every nation in the world, it feels like lives in Africa. You can find somebody that is from India. You can find somebody from Sri Lanka, from Sudan, from you know Australia, from Ireland. There's somebody in Brooks that you can find and you can talk to them about you know their history and their country. And I think Brooks is a little community that brings every nation together. That yep, that's why uh, it's called the city of 100 Hallows. Yes, you're right. Yeah, at the uh, how the COVID nineteen affected you and and the school. Well, with school, it's it's been really um, originally in the first half of the year. So uh, the the last semester that I had, not this semester, it was really really hard because I just didn't know what to expect. The universities weren't really ready to take on this digital role, so it made it really hard to learn new content and new concepts. Um, but now the second semester, it's become much easier. I've had the opportunity to come and live with my mom, which I'm really fortunate about. You know, I haven't seen her in so long because I've been living in Calgary for school. And, you know, having time to spend with her, there's so much found time that you have with online school. There's so much, you know, if I wanted to go to class, if I had an 8 a.m. class, I had to be ready and out my door by 6 a.m. 
but now five and eight a.m. class, I can wake up until seven thirty, and I'm you know I have all this. I have an extra hour and a half in my day. There's no walking from class to class. Um, I do miss the experiences. I love Calgary. I, I really miss my friends, and I I miss the you know the college experience. But I think that we we all have to do our part to make sure that you know people aren't getting sick. Oh, that's uh, that's yeah, that's uh, well said. How do you think we can pre- how best we can prevent COVID nineteen spread in our community? In your own view, in my own view, I think that there we need to have more education on it. Um, I think the reason why people think that this isn't a big deal is because people don't understand what it is. Uh, a lot of people chalk this up to saying this is the flu, but there are so many different side effects that comes with COVID nineteen. You, you know, you, you could have asthma for the rest of your life. There are people that, um, you know, after getting COVID-19, they're unable to play sports because they have, you know, different heart palpations. They, you know, there are people that have had brain damage, nerve damage, you know, respiratory damage. And that's the side that people don't talk about. They think that, oh, you get COVID. And this is people that are in the ICU and, you know, even asymptomatic people have long-term effects to their bodies. It's about understanding COVID and continuing. And I know that we want to get back to our lives. And I, you know, I'm a political science student. I understand that the economy is a really big part of our lives. And I don't want the economy to stop. And I don't want it to be, you know, Alberta has been through a lot, a lot of recessions, a lot of bad things have happened. A lot of people have lost their jobs, but we don't want this to continue to happen. And we also don't want, you know, our fellow Albertans to suffer because this is, there's a lot of long-term effects that are happening to people. There is, we we have to find a balance, but I think the first step would be, you know, continuing to social distance, continuing to wear a mask when you're out in public and, you know, try to get your numbers down. The faster we do this, the faster we can get on with our lives. Uh, and also wash your hands. Yes, wash your hands, definitely. Wash your hands, sanitize um, 100%. I think they're... But whenever you're out, whenever you can, as soon as you come back in, wash your hands as best as you can. You know, there's, you know, there's even a proper way to wash your hands. And there's a bunch of videos online that you can watch in a bunch of different languages that can help you. But yeah, I think that there's this lack of knowledge. And once we get this knowledge out to more more people, once people begin to, you know, understand this a little better, we can we can fight this. Because I know we can. You know, it's Alberta. Been through a lot. We can get through this. There you go. And there is a light at the end of this long tunnel. Uh, there is yes. vaccine coming and good days are ahead of us. So keep hope alive. Yes. So what, right yeah, so what song are you are you, are you going to play for us uh, after the interview today, Rajat? I'm going to play you a uh, traditional Ethiopian song that's you know, well-known across the nation. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Well, definitely we will enjoy, and all our audience, whether uh, local or newcomers, will enjoy the song. Thank you very much for taking the time, Radet. You're doing a great uh, job uh, at this school. Uh, you know, you are one of the um, uh, good people that I have known since you were a, you were a young kid. Uh, so I'm Thank glad that, so that, and I know the family, so your contribution to the society is great. Uh, you are very active in different community uh, uh, engagement and uh, I think you continue that positive contribution and we love to have you next time on our podcast until then I think uh, stay stay safe and stay healthy and and uh, with the family yes thank you so much thank you for having me I hope you enjoy the song and I hope you guys stay safe as well thank you very much 
This is Ahmed Kalsim, your podcast uh, program today. Until then, thank you for joining us and hopefully you'll join us next time. Until then, have a good one. Chilla, 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 
አይተሽ መቸገሬ ሌላና ጀለኝ መካንቺ ሌላ Martin Shields in the city of Brooks County of Newell the holiday season will be very different this year. We need to remember those essential workers that are working in businesses. We remember those that are working in our healthcare system. We need to try and support those businesses or the businesses in our community that are operating under very different restrictive restrictions to keep us healthy. We also need to remember that we cannot have those large holiday events that we've had in the past. But in our homes we have many traditions and hopefully we can practice some of those same traditions to enjoy the holiday season. Be safe, support our small business and thank the essential workers. Thanks. This has been the Global Village podcast with Ahmed Kasim. For more information go to globalvillagecenter.ca.